Hey, welcome back to Real Talk. I have loved over the last number of weeks focusing on Lent and Pastor Brad's encouragement to us that Lent is about preparation, not about deprivation. And yet for me, preparation has included in the past fasting from certain foods or certain drinks frankly, fasting from people and trying to spend more time alone with God. So over the last number of years, I've done all kinds of things in preparation for Easter during the Lent season. This year, God's led me to focus on self-control as a part of Lent because I've always struggled with self-control. Example, as a kid, my mom saved a bunch of my report cards and at school, I always struggled with self-control. So listen to what my teacher said about me. Joe has become very social in class. Some of his social behavior does not indicate growth. It is really not acceptable in a large group situation. I am disappointed in Joe's attitude towards his teachers. He does not view his academic situation realistically. Our classroom is not a social group. These are the things my teachers wrote. And on our report cards, there was always this section about social habits, self-control, and teachers could put different things in that box. They could put an O for outstanding, an S for satisfactory, an N for needs improvement, and I always got an N, and that's where my parents always look, because they're always looking at Joe going, he never controls his mouth, his behavior, and that's translated into my adult life. Even trying to control my appetite, so when I get stressed out or I'm uncomfortable, I stress eat. And I want to grow into being a man who's self-controlled. And so this Lent, that's what I've been focusing on. When I look at Jesus's humanity, it's incredible the amount of self-control he exhibits. And there's this scene in the last moments of Christ's life in Mark chapter 15, verse 16, where Jesus demonstrates self-control in a way that just so impresses me. The soldiers led Jesus away into the palace and called together the whole company of soldiers. They put a purple robe on him, then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on him. And they began to call out to him, Hail, King of the Jews. Again and again, they struck him on the head with a staff and spit on him. Falling on their knees, they paid homage to him. And when they had mocked him, they took off the purple robe and put on his own clothes. Then they led him out to crucify him. I mean, just imagine this scene. The soldiers surround him. It says a company of soldiers, which means probably 150 soldiers are surrounding this guy who's sentenced to death. How intimidating to be surrounded by soldiers, even if they never touched you or said a word. But then they start mocking him and putting a robe on him and pressing a crown of thorns on his head. Verse 19 says, they struck him in the head over and over again. They spit on him. Incredible to think of Jesus's self-control in this moment. I mean, what would you do if this was you? I mean, I'd probably crawl up in a ball and cry like a baby. Maybe there's some part of me that thinks I'd be tough and I'd try to fight back. What would you do in that moment where you're being abused and mistreated like Jesus? To think about him as the creator of the universe, the one who made these soldiers, the one who knows their names, the one who knows why a bully bullies and mistreats someone else. All of that in his mind and he chooses to exercise self-control in the moment when he could have cried uncle, he could have tapped out, he could have called upon legions of angels to rescue him in this moment where he could have asked his father 
and exercises divinity to change all of this, to stop all of this, he exercises incredible self-control and instead accepts it. Because without this torture, there's no crucifixion. And without crucifixion, there's no resurrection. And without resurrection, there's no freedom. There's no forgiveness for you and me. What motivated Jesus to exercise this kind of self-control? I think it's one word, love. God so loved the world that he gave his son into this torture. Christ so loved his father and so loved the world that he exhibited incredible self-control in this moment, in his humanity, so that he could endure the worst and give you and me the best, a life of forgiveness and reconnection to God the Father. Jesus demonstrates to me true self-control. I think about myself. What motivates my self-control? When I want to hit the eject button and get out of a situation that's hard, when the kids are driving me nuts, some of you have little toddlers and the days just seem like they go on and on forever. Maybe you're in a work environment where it's just hard and it never gets easy and your boss isn't treating you right. Maybe you're in an incredibly abusive situation. What keeps you from crying uncle, hitting the eject button, tapping out, quitting, throwing in the towel, ending it? What keeps you in control of yourself? What motivates that? Jesus shows us love is the greatest motivator for that. And that by the Spirit of God, one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. That as I love God and I submit to him, I can be self-controlled in my love for him and love for others. So one of the things that we've been doing this Lent is having you look at this verse in Romans chapter 6, verse 10, where Jesus it says this about Jesus, the death Jesus died... He died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. And we've been asking you to be just chewing on that, meditating on that, thinking about that verse over and over. And back in episode nine, the one with the rooster, we asked you to just highlight one word that might jump out at you in this verse, that the death Christ died, he died to sin once, but the life he lives, he lives to God. Today, we just wanna encourage you to take that one step further to maybe start writing some thoughts about that verse. And maybe open up a tab in your notes section on your phone or pull out a journal and just start writing. What does this verse mean? What are things you're learning about it? What does you process, chew, think about Christ's life and death and the life he did live, he lived to God? What does that mean? As I process that, that section that says, the life Jesus lives, he lives to God. And I think about self-control. And how the life Christ lived in self-control, he lived in love to God. And that's been helping me think about, man, if I got a report card today about my life in crazy situations, what report card would I get if I would get one now? And maybe with Christ's help, I could actually get an outstanding because I love God. That whatever the situation I'm facing, is it possible for you and me to have self-control out of love and obedience to God. It, I think it is with God's help. We'll see you next time on Real Talk.